You're listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of AllGames.com. AllGames.com. This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fenoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Lori Holden, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Danny Gray, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me, so keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you're listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the ZombieCast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. Zombie Cast. Temple, you know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you, zombie cast. Stay tuned in. Follow me. And thank you, Romero, for that super awesome introduction this weekend. Welcome, zombies, to ZombieCast, an unofficial guide to all things zombie, episode 174, where I'm Sean. I'm Norma. And I'm Ted. And thank you, zombies, for another download of ZombieCast this week. We want to thank you no matter where you get us. iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, ZombieCast.net. But the best place is every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern at allgames.com forward slash chat. Where you come over here, just enter your name, click enter, enter the chat, mingle with the zombies every week, mingle with the show, because we love having all the zombies here live. But if you can't join us live, or, or if you just want to hear us live, now on Xbox One, you can download the TuneIn app, add all games, and hear ZombieCast straight from your Xbox One console. So you can play games, Ted, probably, and listen to ZombieCast. That's kind of neat. Right, Norma? You can, snap, you can, you can play games and snap that ZombieCast on the Xbox? Yeah, snap, snap it, it out. Snap some ZombieCast. So uh, be sure to check us out uh, over there. But we do remind all you guys to go over to ZombieResearchSociety.com. It's the official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. Go over there and mingle all those shows. Browse them, and on the bottom right, while you're browsing the news articles, click that play button on the ZombieCast. Listen to us while you browse the society over there. And we want to thank all those guys, Mr. George Romero, which is on the panel, Mr. Matt Moak, and all the guys over there for the Zombie Research Society for choosing us to be their number one, or the only, official show of the Zombie Research Society. Uh, we do remind all you guys to go to social media, go to Facebook, search ZombieCast, like us over there. While you're on Twitter, search at ZombieCast World. Follow us there, click that banner up top, and follow each individual host. Me, Ted, and Norma, as we love mingling with the zombies all week this week. So guys, man, I've been sick this week. You know, it's a little bit of a delay on the show. Uh, I've done a nice wedding on Monday, so we couldn't be live. But <clears throat> Ted, has it, has it been hot out there or cold, dude? I mean, we got a cold wave out here that pounded my little... chest and fever and ugh. 
it's, I'm a little sick too, not sick like you are, but it uh t- this is how out here has been. It was uh not a bad summer. Then September hit and it was 100 110 degrees every day. Every friggin' day you Holy walk outside cow. and you just I mean, you get in your car and you look and it says, you know, it says like the ambient temperature outside or whatever it is. It'd be like 105, 106, 101, 110, 115 one day. Uh, um and I or 113. Oh and then the reason you get sick is because it's 115 degrees, and then two days later, it's 60 degrees and raining. Yeah, absolutely. And Ugh. then, and now it's going back up to 99 on Friday. So, yeah, that just totally, that, that ruins my head, Sean. Ruins it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, well, like here in North Carolina, you know, we were expecting a lot of rain. You know, the, the hurricane was breezing by, you know, in, in the Atlantic Ocean, but we were supposed to get a lot of rain. I canceled Knuckleball last week. I wasn't on it. It was Norma. So Doom and uh, Chip Sella filled in for me, but but they were talking about crazy floods. But the western side of North Carolina got a lot of rain. We did get a lot of rain, but not the floods. But dude, it's like I think eighteen deaths in the Carolinas, man, from uh, all these floods. So it, it's been crazy here, dude. But you know, you you go out at night and it's that cool air, and then you got the mist going. You know, I, I'm just glad I didn't get pneumonia. Hmm. Yeah, I've been known it's, to get uh... pneumonia. You know, and if once you get pneumonia, you're very susceptible to getting it again and yes. again. So, you know, when I'm I was a kid, when I was a kid from kissing all the ladies, I had pneumonia and mono, and I got put in the hospital for that. Ladies. I went in the hospital and was kissing all the nurses in cotton. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. Uh huh. And they were a lot yeah. of cotton. But, yeah, I got a shout out that I got to give some new listeners to ZombieCast. Uh, you know, I. So people, you know, DJ Freeman is something that, that I've been doing on the side. I weld full time. I do the two radio shows, Knuckleballer Radio and Zombie Cast. But I started DJing. You know, I love music. It's an easy hobby that pays. Uh, so you know, I, I done a wedding for uh, the Robertson family and the Murray family uh, this past Monday, and they, they were new to Zombie Cast. And you know, I, I was kind of nervous doing. I always get nervous doing weddings. So you know, we were in the reception. They were over there eating. So I was like, you know, now's a good time for me to walk over. I got a long song on, and and I could tell them thank you for choosing DJ Freeman. So I went over there, Norma. Okay. And I was like, thank you so much for choosing me. It's an honor. And and their response was from Miss Leanne Robertson at the time, because she was already married. She said, you know what? I'm with Norma. I'm with Norma about everything. You know what? That mom, I don't like her on Fear of the Walking Dead. So, you know, I was I was trying to keep it professional with the DJ thing, dude, but they wanted to talk zombie cast, Norma. So, you know, Leanne Robertson loves some Norma. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Leanne. I appreciate the love and thank you so much for listening to us. And yeah, maybe we should get together and talk about our own theories about Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, we're, we're going to be talking about it tonight. We got uh, The Walking Dead coming up this Sunday. And, and you know, I've been watching the reruns of season two and there's so much that I forgot about. So, you know, I, when we get done tonight, I'm going to go back and continue watching season two because there's some good stuff in there. I remember waiting week to week. I loved it, but a lot of people hated it. But I think binge watching that is is definitely yep. the way to go. Mm-hmm. I said that uh, a couple of weeks ago. I, I binge watched season two a while back, and it plays much much better without a week between each episode. Does because when it, when it takes seven weeks to find Sophia in the barn as a as a viewer, it's just you just want to pull your teeth out. But when you watch the whole journey in one afternoon it's like oh that that really is yeah yeah that works well if there was a chapter of the walking dead you know not talking about the new stuff because i'm really excited about the wolves and the new season and rick and you know morgan and all those guys but but which do you think was better the walking dead times guys was it the governor and rick or was it shane and rick 
Ooh, uh, I love Shane, man. Watching them reruns, I love Shane on the show, dude. I wish he was still there. Well, See, I, I, yeah. Go ahead, Norma. I was gonna say, I didn't like the governor. I despised him more than Shane, but the dynamics between Rick and Shane were so much. Uh, sorry, the dynamics between Rick and the governor was so much better than Shane and Rick. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what I about, like, I mean, um, it was good because it was you know best friend versus best friend, so that was interesting. But this the governor, I don't know, just the the turmoil they had with each other was much more uh, compelling to me. Right, right. What about you, Ted? Uh, I'd have to go with um. I like the Rick and Governor dynamic. I think the best best the show's ever been was when the Governor showed up, but just went into full gear. But I, I raise you one that what would have been the greatest thing in the world would have been uh, the Governor and Shane dynamic. <laughs> but I was thinking that. of that. We yeah. never How got. We never got that. There. <clears throat> well, there wouldn't have been. There would not have been a dynamic because Shane would have blown would have his brains blown them out. All up, second, right? Yeah. Yes. He yeah. would have shot the Governor on the second episode, and a Absolutely. lot of people still be alive today. Herschel still be walking around. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, but you know the the thing that like last night I was watching whenever Lori you know she, she overdosed on the pills w- which I totally forgot about that you know she found out she was pregnant and she took all the pills and she threw up and Rick came out and found her in the wheat field and she's like you know is there anything else that you're hiding from me Lori and he's like well me and Shane and, he, and she was like but I thought you were dead and, and I tell you I was so team Shane back then and after rewatching the second season of The Walking Dead Shane could not have been a better friend. To his buddy Rick, dude. Yeah, hey, you know, he, he was there. To, yeah, he was there to protect he, the guy that he looked up to. His family, you know. I don't think it was just jumping in his girl's pants, but he, you know, he was all that teaching I, Carl I, how to shoot. And I, 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 Shane, he was legitimately good to Carl, man. He he no, loved Carl. Because he Carl, wanted, but Shane wanted that family. He didn't care about Rick. He wanted that family. Because even after the debate, you know, there was one scene with uh, where Carl and Shane were talking, and Carl's like, you know, that's bullshit. And he's like, son, watch your mouth. You know, don't speak like that. You know, dude, Shane was the man. Watch his season two. I, team Shane all the way, dude. Like, I, I know if, if I thought Sean was dead and I moved in and was nailing Freeman Mommy in the woods and, and I took uh, – <laughs> I took Ashton as my little Carl, and then and then <laughs> stupid Sean came back from the dead. I'd be I'd be having some bad thoughts as well. But, but if you watch, so you know he's like Rick. I thought you were dead, man. And it shows the the, the clip back, dude. He waited there till they were exterminating yeah. people. In the, I mean, he waited, dude. I mean, he was the, the better that. friend than anybody could ever have. I, I said that again a couple weeks ago. I said, <clears> you watch it. They act like he left him to die. No, he he did everything in his power to get Rick out of that hospital. And then something happened where Rick flatlined on the machine, and Shane saw it. And Shane was like, I guess Shane assumed he was dead because the, the, the machine flatlined because there was a, a glitch or something. And then Shane had no choice but to leave because guys with machine guns were coming. What is he supposed to do? Exactly. He's like, I stay here. I'm dead. I can't carry mm-hmm. Rick out of here. I mean, what the fuck? So he, he, he at least he was, he was sure to barricade him in so zombies couldn't get in before he left. You know, you know, I have so to he, rewatch that because I just, in my mind, I just see him as leaving him for. Um, um, they made a point to show that the heart monitor flatlined. I think Shane saw it and Shane actually kind of lowered his head. He's like, well, shit, I got I to get out of here because I'm going to get killed if I stay. Yeah. So there comes a point where it's like you left him. But it's like if I didn't leave, we'd both be dead because guys are coming with machine guns. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's that type of thing. 
And, and right. even, you know, they go back to the, to a flashback where they were all in traffic. And that was kind of like, you know, uh, what's Melissa McBride's character? Carol. And her Carol. husband w- was in, in the car. And then Shane and Lori was behind them. And Carl's like, you know, I'm hungry. And then uh, Carol's like, you know, we've got tons of MREs. You know, you can have one. But, but Shane was protecting them by all means, you know. And, and it, it made me laugh, you know, that a couple times in season two. You know, Shane's like, you know. You know, I'm the one protecting you guys. You know, if you need a radiator hose, you, you know, you go to this fool or that or, you know, or Daryl Dixon. He's like, you know, if, if Sophia saw you in the woods and you and your buck teeth and buck knife, you know, she'd probably run from you. <laughs> and I, there was a lot of stuff that I that I missed in season two that, that I got back. But uh, yeah. season two is really good. If you go back and watch it, Shane got – Shane, I know he snapped. But he There was a lot leading up to him snapping. He got so crapped on. If you yes. go back and really watch how Lori treated him. How he really did do, he did everything in the world for, for Lori and Carl, and then Rick shows back up, and instantly he's just treated like garbage and thrown aside. And then he's accused of, Lori's treating him like crap because she's like, you left him to die. And you watch the flashback, he really didn't. He, he, they're calling him a liar. He didn't lie about anything. He thought he was dead. Exactly, exactly. But, uh... Poor Shane. Shane. Poor I'm, Shane. I'm, 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 sh- I'm glad Shane is coming back as the Punisher. C- congratulations. Because you Yay. got crapped on. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. And you, you recently saw him at Walker Stalker Con, right? I did. I did see him. He was, he actually cracked me up because he was dressed. Um, it almost made me feel like he was, you know, getting ready to go in the ring and start boxing. Because he had like a hoodie on and he had his hoodie, uh, the hood part over his head. And he's just there just bouncing around. I'm like, it looks like he's getting ready to go in the ring. <laughs> but, you well, know, he... He has that nose. I think he, he does has- have that nose. So, <clears throat> you know, his line was actually very busy. I think it was like $80 to meet him and get his autograph. I'd be jumping to $80 a signature. So. Sign, 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 blah, 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 sign, sign, sign. <laughs> that would be awesome. But he was busy. He was. He did have a lot of people come and visit him yeah. both days because he was there both days. Yeah, and the new Punisher, you know, he's pretty big. You know, me and Ted, we saw the new Aquaman, the guy from uh, Game of Thrones. I can't think of his name. Uh, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. And, uh, you know, he was pretty busy, but, you know, he, he almost had security around him. Remember, they, they wouldn't let nobody get near him. Yeah, because he's not just a Walking Dead celebrity. He's a walk. He's like a. I mean, a lister. I mean, he's like kind of an A lister. I mean, mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones, and now he's in. He's part of the DC universe and all that stuff. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, but we're going to get into the Fear of the Walking Dead. We do want to give a shout out to PanicMountain.com. Is uh, you know, guys, we're almost booked up on all those uh, cabin stays that we're giving out. You know, we had twenty eight cabin stays, uh, tickets to all the events, uh, all your meals, and all that that we were giving away here on ZombieCast. We do have a couple of emails of people that still want on board. And you know what? Don't count yourself short or out of it. We will be contacting you. We're trying to get those slipped in uh, into the schedule, even though we're almost at a full schedule. We're, 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 we're trying to make it work for you guys. And Ted's got some news. They canceled last weekend due to rain, right? They're, they're canceling. I was uh, going to go this weekend, and it got canceled because there was a, it was a big rainstorm. And, uh, and California is so dry. If it you have one good day of rain, it just wrecks everything because like you know ground doesn't absorb water, causes right. mudslides. So Oof. Panic Mountain got completely washed out for this upcoming weekend. The whole thing can panic in a whole other way. Do we yeah. blame this to Joaquin? Is this anything? Uh, like well, that? That, well, that's on the East Coast. So I, unless unless Joaquin Phoenix has stretched his mighty arm, yeah, um, he might have. You never know. <laughs> but um, he's pretty mighty. 
they had to, they said all the trails got wrecked, so this whole weekend got wiped out. So uh, I'm gonna try to go next weekend. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we will see. Yeah, yeah, but we do want to thank PanicMountain.com over there. So uh, yeah, yeah, keep those emails coming. You you may get slipped in, but uh, like I said, there's a couple of uh, people that uh, that we're working in now. So so you know, even though you haven't heard back from us, don't count yourself out. Uh, we we will be sending emails out to find out what dates that. that that are available and which ones uh, would be the best for you. So guys, let's get into Fear the Walking Dead. You know, we got the season finale. We actually got uh, Talking Dead after this one, which for me, I think that it, I wish every one of them would have had a Talking Dead. I really enjoyed the Talking Dead this week. I'm yeah. not much of a Talking Dead fan, but it made me like the show a little bit more. So Ted, you were kind of on the fence, the first five episodes, which were kind of, you know, well, I was on the fence. The, I was on the fence episodes two through five. I thought I was one of the few people thought the first episode was actually pretty good. <laughs> so. but, but you know, it's, you know, it, it seems like a lot more money went into the finale. It yep. seems, uh, maybe it, it got more on path to what it is, but you know, there, there were so many paths that let, they let us down to where they were just mm-hmm. brick walls there. Like who shot the people, you know, that, that was in the house that was on the hill that they were viewing from the binoculars. And, you know, was it the zombies? Was it the military shooting them? Were, were they we're shooting never the zombies? Gonna find out. We're never going to find out. And, and, you know, the walking dead universe is kind of good for that. You know, we, we've, like bad Carl, you know, we were led up that Carl's going to be this bad person. Always shot the guy in the woods. And you know what? There was a brick wall there. We never found out none of it. Now Carl's just a good kid. You you remember for weeks we were like, man, Carl's bad, but he's bad here. He's bad there. You know, he left his dad for death. And you know, that ended up being nothing. So even though that we got that taste on fear, the walking dead, did the finale help out any Ted with you liking the show? (laughs) Okay, uh, like the first episode, not the second one so much. Really down on three, four, five, but 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 the finale. I I don't see anybody being able to watch the finale and not think it was pretty good. It was pretty good, and and I I wished that the whole first six episodes, the the finale, kind of promised what I think we all expected for the whole first season. Where it just it really shows oh the shits hit the fan but we didn't uh, we didn't see any of that so I, I'll say the the episode without a doubt the most zombies ever on screen on any Walking Dead ever right mm-hmm. would you say it was like if you played Dead Rising remember the end of Dead Rising when you go in the tunnels it uh, was like that I, level I just of, made it past the Chinaman well you're playing a Dead Rising three <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, like more zombies than you can possibly imagine as far as the eye can see. Yes. It looked like Woodstock with zombies. Um, I, I thought it was great. And, and uh, I, I, there are a few little gripes. Like, you know, they have the guy, what, what's the dude's name? The, the, the dude who's bad and tortured, whose wife died that you don't know what his deal is. You know, the guy, the barbershop owner. Right. Okay. Well, okay. He, well, he, he obviously led all the zombies Damn. out of the audit. Is it Daniel? He led all the zombies out of the auditorium. And so basically, he, he basically, so Daniel almost single-handedly is going to cause the downfall of L.A. because a lot of those zombies go. But um, what I was going to say is, like I think little things like they should have had an insert shot. It's nitpicky, but I, I wish they'd shown Daniel maybe a, like getting out of his car and jogging up the steps to the auditorium. Mm-hmm. And then shown him leading the zombies because all the zombies show up and you kind of go, oh, I assume he went and got him out of the auditorium. But it would have been cool to have him actually approaching the auditorium. Um, and I'll say I was very happy at the end, jumping ahead, when that lady died. Right. <laughs> I was happy. 
because I felt there's too many unlikable characters I don't really give a shit about. Okay. They're kind of hard to tell apart. They have two women look the same. They got the two sons look the same. So I, I didn't like her. I thought she was unnecessary. So when they got rid of one of the unnecessary people at the end, and then they threw in uh, Black James Bond, I'll call him. Right. Because people, people, <laughs> people are saying Idris Elba might be the next James Bond. While I was watching this, like, well, this is what Idris Elba would be like as James Bond. And that looks pretty cool. Um, that guy's a great character, so I'm glad they've re wrangled him in and gotten rid of Victor. one of the... Victor. Okay. I'm glad they wrangled him in and got rid of one of the characters that is just unnecessary filler. Right. So I feel they've sort of... They left... I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, Sean. I'm, I'm back to being hopeful. Nice. Good. Dude, I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I like the whole season. You know, I understand the hiccups that everybody was complaining about, and I'm on board with that. But all in all, I loved it. And, and the finale, I, I really liked. I liked the cliffhanger. I liked the, the you know the one mom you know getting bit or scratched, whatever it was. And then you know you know she you know in the end she's like, I don't want Travis to be the one to shoot me. And in the end, you know, he I guess he's the one that shot her. But it's yeah. yeah I want to go over that. I I have to say this by far is my favorite episode, and I was actually very impressed with this episode. Yeah. This was a really, really good one. And this is what I've been waiting for. This is the payoff that I had been waiting for, for the show. Right, right. And I think it had a little more meat to it. I mean, you know, just they're just trying to show us that not everybody is safe, which is good because we haven't been seeing that a lot lately in a lot of even just in um, The Walking Dead, it seems like, you know, it just seems like there's this top five that are protected. And we thought that this band was going to stay together, whether and then see more dynamics between, you know, the current and the exes and all that stuff. So I, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting, and you know, I, I guess we are definitely spoiling the show. Where at, you know, where the the ex wife asks the current girlfriend to be the one to take her out, right? Because we both know that you hate us. She says, you know, she didn't want Travis to do it. She didn't want to put that burden on Travis, and she, you know, it would be easy to have the girlfriend do it because they don't have a good relationship together. So, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of wanted to touch a little bit on that you know had you put in been put in that situation i mean if you were travis you know how would you feel of doing that you know what i mean or think of it as being pitched against you know your if you, you know with angie sean if you know if yeah. you know you're married to her but you have an ex-wife and the ex-wife wants you know the other one to take her out would you be able to live with yourself if she's the one that did it, or would you have to be the one to do it? Okay, now, 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 let me think about. It. Let me let me explain it. What <laughs> okay. what Travis did, I saw last night on The Walking Dead season two. Shane was calling everybody wussies. Daryl Dixon's a badass. You got all these people that claimed that they're badass, but when Sophia walked out of that barn, they all were dumbfounded, jaw dropped, and Rick's the one that said, "You know what." I'm not the wussy, and he's the one that pulled the shot. You know, so I think for me, for him taking that is is kind of taking the reins of saying, you know what, logically, I'm doing what I got to do. So I think it would okay. be hard, but I think that's him. I think that was his dictatorship a little bit, saying, you know, because I mean, it would be so hard to do, you know, to say, you know, I, I had to shoot your mom in the head to tell his son, which was on the fence about even liking him. But 
there were a couple of moments in this to where you know to where you know he didn't get his ass beat he beat some ass in this Travis mm-hmm. did you know he, he beat did. some people's yeah. faces in you know and you know I I felt like that that we were getting a buildup of a leader you know we were always like is the mom the leader is Travis the leader? you know who's the leader is it the kid Nick we we don't know but uh, Travis you know kind of took the reins on this and for me I felt like it was kind of like the Sophia scene to where you know everybody's looking like. You know, being stupid about it, but Rick got the logical sense to put the bullet in her head. So I feel like that maybe this was his little bit of a dictatorship to to say, you know what, I, I'll do what needs to be done. Right. You think so, Ted? Yeah, um, I, I will say, to say one little thing negative, I, I still kind of have a problem with I feel like um, the scene where Travis jumped on the military guy and just beat his face, pretty much beat him to death. Yeah. Right. It, it, I mean, it's a good scene, but again, it feels a little forced where it just feels like I, I still watching. I don't feel like like when Rick snapped and finally became the Rick he is. You really felt like, oh, this has been coming. This is earned. They've been building up to this for a long time. But it still it sort of feels like the people snap on this. There, not enough is built up to it to make Travis just go that crazy to right. me. I still don't feel I'm not feeling that, you know, when he's jumped on the guy and punched him a mil- punched him in his face was basically destroyed. It's like, wow, he he sure went he sure went fucking crazy. He pulled something on him. But you know, I felt his anguish. You know, cuz everybody's like you're too soft, you're too soft. You know, and um Daniel, you know, the older man, the barbershop man was mad. I mean, we learned that, you know, he was, you know, from El Salvador, I believe, who was in the middle of some kind of um, maybe not a civil war, but he was definitely the one who dealt out the punishment to um, other people, to victims. And he was mad at Travis for letting this guy go. But Travis is like, I'm doing the right thing and I'm doing the most humane thing to do. And here comes this guy that he let go and he shoots at the daughter. So I don't, I see Travis's anguish in that moment, but I think he went overboard. And I mean, you know, I could be completely wrong, not just because he let this guy go and he gave him the benefit of the doubt, but I think he was just mad, mad that everybody sees him as a peacemaker, the one who's just in denial. And this yeah. is his moment to just, I don't know, growing up, I remember having those little blow up. Um, I don't know if you guys had them, those little punching dolls that you would punch with like a little clown and you'd go back and come back and Oh, uh, here's where we find out about Norma's childhood and yeah. <laughs> But you know, that was just such great st- a stress reliever. So I think that's Who who wants to play house in the woods? Rel- you want to play house, Ted? You want to play house? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to hear about little, I want to hear about the clown. people no- I wonder about the, all the people, all the kids on the playground, Norma, whose face Norma beat up. Bastion, come here. You can be my clown today. Exactly. <laughs> you can be my clown today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about season two. You know, on the Talking Dead, you know, they made it a, a point to talk several times about Madison, the mom, mm-hmm. being bad. Is she a villain? Is she a leader? You know, what about her past and all this? Uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think we're right on par. For her having some kind of bad history. Because, you know, remember whenever she went to the medical thing, whenever they got there where they were saving the people and she found out that, that they had already killed all the people, the the nurse did, first place she went was the pills. Yeah. Right? Remember? Yeah, she she's over there shaking the pill bottles. Remember I said, you know, I think maybe she's got an opiate problem from the past, whether it be pill form, needle form. I don't know, but I, 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 
I, th- I still think half of those pills that uh, she claimed that she gave to Daniel's wife maybe went to her. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in season maybe two. I'm really an, excited. Maybe she died of the infection because they thought she was giving her the pills and she was really taking them for herself. Yeah. And that's why. But I want to say, too, like one thing I didn't I never fully got him. It's just me not paying attention, I guess. Why were all the people in the in the cells? Who were those people? Are they just troublemakers that were rounded up? What was their deal? That's what we were thinking. We were thinking there are the troublemakers, people that are like maybe mentally, um, uh, mentally, I don't want to, you know, like there's, they may have mental issues, whether it be a drug addiction or may it be, you know, just anxiety. It just seemed like they were unstable. I think they're, they're potential trouble, people that are going to potentially cause a problem. Correct. Because you had that guy, that that dude that the uh, Victor was talking to, who clearly had mental problems. But it's like Victor is an asshole. But I mean, he's like this multi gajillionaire with a yacht and this big house on the beach. So yeah. why why was he in the in a suit? Why was he in the cage? Just because they. The thing that I was thinking of was whenever they set up camp was around about ten houses, and one of those houses happened to be Travis's house. So I, I wonder maybe if they let those people stay in their homes where they were setting up a like a safe haven, and maybe all the people, all the stranders that they found out in the public went in those cells. You know, you, you can't fence the whole, you can't fence everything. And obviously, Victor has a has his own, like, sort of a very zombie-proof looking place he lives in. So it seems weird he'd be rounded up in his nice suit and dragged out of that house and thrown in a cell. Yeah. Like, it, I, I just don't understand the whole logic of what's going on there because he's not – he's just some hes just some rich asshole. That's what he is, right? Yeah. So, so will, do, you think, do you think we will see them make it to the yacht or will uh, they not make it to the yacht and go on land? What I two? hope they do, and this is – I have not seen The Talking Dead yet. I recorded it. Sub-Z, our, our good friend Sub-Z, said that this is what he kind of gathered – and I, I hope they do this because it'd be unique. They're going to have basically zombies on the high sea, he thinks. That, that Victor, because they got to keep Victor, because to me he's the best character on the show, is he's going to go to his yacht the next episode, and he's going to say, ah, fuck it, all you guys, i got a big-ass boat out there. It's gigantic. All you guys come with me. And they're going to get on the boat for a while and end up like with other people on other boats. You get zombies on the boat. You get, you get zombie pirates. Right. You get all sorts of shit. I, I think that would be great, and it'd be it'd be original. I think you can do a lot of interesting things with uh, zombies on the on the sea. Right. Well, 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 one thing, or Norman, do you think they'll make it to the boat or not? I think they will. I think they will. Uh, they totally will. They set it up. They're gonna t- they're gonna be on that boat next episode. I guarantee you. Yep. Well, one, one thing that I think is unfair, me personally, is like uh, from the XT experience, Mike Caldwell. You know, he told me this, and I heard this from several people. Matt Moke even said it. All right, you know, they're like, well, the thing that we didn't want is them to end up in the walking, the plain old Walking Dead universe. Now, you know, you can only go so far in the Walking Dead universe, but you're going to end up in the Walking Dead universe, right? I mean, <laughs> right. I, how, how can you, how can you down it for that? You know, it's it's like saying CSI. Well, well, the next CSI, well, it's just cops chasing robbers. It's a cop and a robber show. Well, this is a zombie show. It's the Walking Dead show. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up in that universe. I, you know, I think it's unfair to say, well, we ended up in that universe. I mean, how else could you do it? I mean, can you do it any other way than end up in the Walking Dead universe, but different stories with different characters? I, I it's like it. It's, it's ultimately going to get down. It is people. People suspicious of other people with zombies thrown in the in the middle, right? Is right. ultimately what it'll always be. 
drama, right? I mean, you know, that, that's what The Walking Dead is. It's like a cinematic drama. I mean, I mean, already like this is like this is what <clears throat> six episodes in. Who who were the villains in the finale? The villains are already not the zombies. The villains are were, were the military. Yeah, the villains are already people fighting people again. So, like I always say, you know, it, it, zombies are tolerated just like us. We tolerate poisonous snakes. We know they'll kill you. We tolerate illegal immigrants. We know they'll get no, Yeah, but but you know we st- <laughs> we, we still go in the woods. controversy. We no, we we go. We still go in the woods. We let our kids go in the woods. We still fish by the ponds. But we know, we know the snakes are there. Just like just like the Walking Dead, they know the zombies are there. But yeah. life goes on, and I think that's the right. tale of the Walking Dead. Right? Life goes on, and with the zombies. Does that make any sense? Because. No, absolutely. I mean, like, 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 side story. Like, we find copperheads in our backyard. I put them in a big trash can and I take them far out in the woods and release them. I never kill them. But you know what? My kids still play in the backyard. They're tolerated, just like the zombies in The Walking Dead. They're tolerated. But uh, one thing, the uh, but copperheads don't knock the knock the grid out. (laughs) They don't knock out the grid and mess up my Xbox playing like these damn zombies. I don't know, man. Snakes on a plane could happen. It could happen. Well, no. We well, we have zombies on a plane in the little uh, little mini series. Did you see the first episode of the mini series? Yes, yes. A little, yeah. It's gonna be sixteen like one minute episodes. That's awesome. How crazy man. is that? Yeah. But because you get, I think you get a lot from the first minute and a half episode that we got over on AMC.com. Yeah, something's already up. happening, and it's what it's like. The plane's taken off anyway, in spite of something being wrong. Yeah, I don't know. So, did you watch it, Norma, the first AMC, the minute and a half? I did not. I did not. I have to go look for that link and watch it. Yeah, Norma, could... you're going you're to have to fit that minute somewhere into your busy schedule. I know, right? So much yeah. to do. So, so what it is, Norma, is we get the first minute and a half on AMC.com. And then, was it each week we're going to get a, a minute on The Walking Dead? Yeah, but I, I don't understand... Uh... Unless it's going to go on for both halves, because they said it's 16 pieces or 17 pieces, so... Are they going to show one a week for the, you know, because we're going to have like, what, seven, eight episodes now, seven, eight episodes in February, March? Right, right. So are they going to are they going to split this up as well? So we're going to have to wait uh, four months to see the continuation of the one minute miniseries as well? We might, we might. It looks like a lot of coins going into that first minute and a half. Yeah, it, looked like, it looks like the real show. So that's kind of interesting. Just why, why not just do these little things? I mean... Yeah, why not do these little... That would make me pay attention during the commercial break. And, and one thing I don't understand, if you go to imdb.com for Fear of the Walking Dead, about five of the characters are in seven episodes. There's not six, but why are they listed as seven episodes? Maybe they're already confirmed to be in the next the premiere, the next premiere. I don't, we'll, we'll see, like, Travis is not in it, Madison <laughs> is not, the daughter is, and the Daniel... Uh, family is in it also seven episodes maybe it's just a misprint i don't know yeah i don't think you can fully rely on imdb um but they'll all and i don't think this is not the end of season one right i thought i heard that this is the mid-season finale it's not like it is i don't, I don't think we wait a year for season two i think we'll get it but right I after could, yeah I could, if they're, if they're gonna make us wait a year for the next episode because people forget season one of the walking dead the rick grimes one you got six episodes, and you had to wait an entire year uh-huh. for season two, which was bananas. Right, right. So I'd hope they don't do that with this. Well, the new thing is now to do it every six months, isn't it? Because we used to always have to – it seemed like we always had to wait 
a long time before the second season of anything started. The fact yeah. that, you know, we have shorter periods now seems like a new trend lately. I remember watching Growing Pains and being waiting like a whole, like, I don't know, seven <laughs> months till the next season started. I liked my Growing Pains. But anyways, it just seems like we're trying to get the seasons out faster now. I, I like the splitting them up as yes. well. Because remember, we used to it start in October and they would just run it straight through like the whole school year, basically. Exactly. And then there, there was nothing on during the summer. And that seems like shows now tend to be 12 episodes instead of 24. Like even 24 was cut to 12 episodes. Right. Um, right. And I, I like the splitting. Up I of, like the splitting. It you feels get, you, more like you're not waiting forever to watch everything. Like you have something to look forward to that is not like a ridiculously far away break, if that makes sense. Right. And I think having less episodes, if you have a 24 episode season, there's going to be a lot of filler crappy, like American Horror Story, which starts tonight. And a lot of people don't like it. I love it. I think every episode of that show is pretty solid because it's only like 11 episodes. So there's no, I'd rather, I'd rather have 11 amazing episodes than 24 half-assed episodes. Absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely. You know? But it's, uh, I'm really excited for, for the new season of The Walking Dead. That you know those trailers that we've been getting, I'm excited. Fear, you know, like, like you said, if they all set it to where we get fear. One thing that you know what would be awesome if Netflix sent a billion dollars over to AMC and got Fear <laughs> the Walking Dead, the rights to it, just to throw the whole second season up. God, that would be awesome to be able to binge watch the second season of Fear the Walking Dead. I know, I know, it'll never happen, but it'd be awesome. You know, Netflix, they got to get up and do a zombie show. Talking about. I bet they things will. on Netflix. <clears throat> I want to wish uh, Ed Sanchez a quick happy birthday tonight. And the Blair Witch is now officially available on Netflix as well. Nice. I act- it's been up there for a while, actually. Uh, has I- it? Oh, I thought they just yeah. put it up there. Well, but it, but there's no time better. It is it is set during Halloween. Blair Witch is one of those movies uh, that, even though it's not necessarily a Halloween movie, it has that distinct Halloween feel. And they and they, it yes. is during October because you know they they go to the stores at the beginning and there are ha- there are ghosts and things hanging in the windows, um, and I, plus it says I think it says in October or whatever they disappear, um, but I watched that movie again. I was I saw the movie four times in the theater in '99. I really did. Nice. And I watched it again a couple like a month ago for the first time in years. Still holds up to me. I still think it's great. So, right. so it's uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I saw it once in the theater. I need to see it again. So, yeah, maybe that's something that I'll put on my list. Plus, we got, what is it, Fear Fest coming up also. Uh, the 18th, two straight weeks of 24-7 horror on AMC. Dude, Very going to be awesome. What, what about the new show on AMC? I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to, to see it. The um the world gone samurai. Or yeah, 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 you know, What was it? Crouching Tiger guys doing it. But I can't think of the name of it, but I've been seeing all the previews. And it uh, looks like it looks like it's good. A lot of coin going into that, also. Well, you know, it's funny about that. You know, there's obviously, if, if you've been paying attention, there's a massive gun debate going on in the United States right now. And uh, I, the last commercial for that, I got to almost laughing because they the right the commercial says, "The future guns have been banned," and it says, yeah. "This is what happens." I was like, "So when you ban guns, if the, the, basically this is saying if you ban guns, it's going to become a world of samurai warriors are going to take over." <laughs> Wow. Uh, is, it actually says the That's future a little crazy. guns are banned. And so the world has become Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Nice, nice. But uh, so we, we got uh, next week we got Sinful Celluloid stopping by again. Uh, yes, so, so I w- talked to him today on the on the telephony. 
Nice, nice. So they're going to be back with us. Also, you know, we had talked about uh, Showtime has a new show coming out that's going to be uh, coming on ZombieCast to talk about it. That We've had a couple of complications uh, lining up times, but I think it's... I think it's uh, two weeks from now we're going to have those guys on. And then also we have a distillery coming on for uh, the zombie apocalypse vodka. So we're going to talk about some vodka and zombies and stuff like that. So uh, still a lot of good guests coming up here on ZombieCast. But really excited about this week for The Walking Dead starting. You know, me and Norma used to. We'd done a radio show on Sunday nights at 9 o'clock right on the time when The Walking Dead started. So, you know, we got that moved to Thursday nights. Now... Sunday nights, Norma. We have yeah. it free, so uh, we, we can... have it free. We can watch it freely now. You don't have to. Uh, I don't have to. I don't have to not talk about The Walking Dead. That you is correct. Just... Well, you still have to wait till Monday. <laughs> Norma watches it late. I yeah. watch it the next day because we. I don't know. It's just more time that we watch it. You know, the better yeah. half of it together, I, and, uh, and we I, analyze I, it. But I wanted to say one thing about uh, Fear the Walking Dead that um, the better half did bring up. He brought up a good point. When you go in and you see the doctor who has uh, killed all these patients, uh, because, you know, quite frankly, she couldn't bring them with them and they were all going to be dead anyway. So I guess she thought right. it was best for her to kill them and not give them that chance. But I, th- we thought it was very interesting, and he actually meant this, mentions this, that he, they only ask her two times, why don't you come with us? Here's this doctor or at least a professional in the medical field. And instead of really trying to convince her to come with them so that they so they have another heads up, you know, by collecting a little bit of everybody who has, you know, craft, they're just like, okay, see, so yeah, she's in a bad place, and they kind of just let her kill herself. Yeah. So I thought that, just, was, that you know, was a little silly. It's weird. You know, I've talked a lot about how they've gotten references from the Holocaust. And in the Holocaust, you know, whenever they were – whenever they were in hiding and they had sick people like that, you know, they would give them the death tablet. The doctors would, so they would not be taken by the Nazis. And, you know, I I felt that a lot whenever you went in and she had already exterminated all the people peacefully. So they didn't have a bad death. So, you know, I I think they take a lot of the Holocaust stories and kind of blend it in sometimes with the walking dead like that. There's been a couple of those. I can't remember what they were, but but this was definitely one, you know, where they walked in and they were all, you know, we saw it in Schindler's List where the guy gave them the cough syrup or whatever it was that uh, that killed all of his patients whenever the Nazis were getting there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a little history mixed in, uh, a lot of violent <laughs> history nice. mixed in with The Walking Dead. But, uh, <laughs> Norm, Norm on the Holocaust, very nice. Very nice, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah very very nice. nice that they can put those little tidbits and, you know, a lot of us are still pretty naive. We know that, you know, these events happen, but because we don't have that firsthand experience, we don't understand that. So just to see a little tidbit like that that's so real and then take it and put it in a show is very – it's very interesting. It's very educational in a weird kind of yeah. way. You know, you know and, go ahead. I was going to – I wanted to talk about something though, but uh, you go ahead. I'll finish off. I, whenever I first got out of high school for – before I started welding, for six months, I worked for a landscaping company. And th- there was this lady, we were at an apartment complex, and she would come out and, and she, would, she would call in and complain all the time. And like if I would, if I would push, uh, you know, like if I was doing the front of her apartment, if I would push a line of mowing and then back one up, she would come out and be like, well, it's not cutting as good backing up. And, and she was always complaining. And the owner pulled us to the side and, and he explained to us, he said, take a look at her arm sometime, you know, give her a little bit of ease. And, and I looked the next time and she had the numbers yes. tattooed on her arm. You know, she, she was almost, 
I mean, you know, she had that that German accent or or like Polish accent. I knew she was mm-hmm. from over there somewhere, but she was a Holocaust uh, person. But man, she was a bitch. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's no excuse for being a bitch, though. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Right? Yeah. So, so what were you going to say, Ted? I want to talk about uh, uh, Beyond Fest I went to Saturday real quick. Nice. Um, I got to go to it. Th- there's a thing out here in L.A. called uh, Beyond Fest. Happens the start of every October. They show just movies at the Egyptian Theater. Like horror movies, scary movies, celebrities show up, blah, blah, blah. And they had this hot ticket, which I mentioned, uh, the Bruce Campbell Evil Dead screening. Yes. Which I, I got a ticket to. Sold, sold out. I managed to get a ticket and uh, went. They were giving away Evil Dead tattoos. If you wanted to get a fucking tattoo, you could. And I saw a lot of people getting tattoos. And I was like, Yark, you're getting Evil wow. Dead tattooed on your Yo, body what? for the rest of your life. Uh, you must. I got, if, and I had a friend that wanted to do it. His favorite movie is Evil Dead. He, his dog is named Ash. That's how much he loves it. And he said, I was. He wanted to do it, but he got there late and the line was. They cut off the line eventually, said no more people. Um, but the event starts and uh, we got up in the balcony seats because the balcony is the best and um they came out they showed just you know crazy trailers i linked you guys that one called like german angst they were just showing these batshit crazy trailers which they do which is great and then um came out they showed the ash versus the evil dead trailer in 35 millimeter in the theater and people went nuts and then they came out and they they had one of those guns that they have at stadiums where they shoot t-shirts the the thing that killed uh ned flanders wife Uh remember that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were shooting shooting t-shirts into the crowd and they were giving out donuts called uh Evil Bread. They called them the Evil Bread and started dumping these giant foam hand chainsaws on the crowd and I, I, the place went bananas. It was it was absolute pandemonium for like 15 minutes. And then finally uh Evil Dead starts, movie starts, we all watch it. Fun. It's always fun. You should watch the Evil Dead if you haven't seen it. Movie ends. And I get out my, my camera phone ready to film Bruce because Bruce is coming out. And the guy immediately comes up says, all photography and video is prohibited during this next part. If you're seen with uh. your phone out, you'll be thrown out. It's like, oh, fuck this. So I put it up. So anyway, Bruce Campbell walks out and he's in this white suit with his crazy shoes. He has it's, Women are getting pregnant left and right. For him. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Absol- he's absolutely hilarious. It's, it was the best. I, I've been to a lot of these where they bring the celebrity and he sits up there and talks. It was the best one I've ever been to. He's up there hilarious, working the crowd, walking around. And he. the big moment was only Bruce Campbell was supposed to be there. This was this next part was a big, uh, you know, a big bonus. He said, when I was coming in, I uh, saw a homeless guy lying face down out in the street with a bottle of gin. And uh, I started talking to him. He seemed to know a lot about the Evil Dead. So I dragged him in here. And then suddenly Sam Raimi walked out. Wow. And everybody went bananas. And him and Sam Raimi, they sat up there. And Edgar Wright, the guy that made Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, um, he interviewed him. It was the three of them up there for like an hour. And it was the best one of these types of panels I've seen. Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were just hilarious. And they talked about making it. They were not, they were 20 years old when they made the first Evil Dead. They had no crew. Bruce Campbell would act in a scene, and then he would hold the lights for the next scene. And then that movie, you know, gave them careers. But uh, amazing time. Fun times. Yeah. And dude. hopefully maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe, well, Sam Raimi, what? He made Spider-Man also, right? Yeah, he made this. The, the, he made the good Spider-Man trilogy, or two, two, two and a half good movies. What is that? The Amazing Spider-Man. He didn't. With, no, he didn't yeah. make Andrew the Amazing. Andrew Garfield. 
Yeah, he made the Tobey Maguires. The and Toby the third Maguire. one I thought was better than the Peoples gave it credit for, but that's me. He which, also ma- Which is weird because all all of his movies has Ash's car in it, which was Sam Raimi's car, right? The the the, yep. the beige car, which is also the car in Spider-Man which I think his grandfather or grandma drove. It gets sucked into the portal at the end of the second Evil Dead. <laughs> if you yeah. watch but, but, um, but it's in all of his movies. Any movie that he does, you know, that beige car, which is Ash's car, is in all the movies. Which, which, and, like I said, it was in Spider-Man. And Bruce Campbell uh, was in all three Spider-Mans in a completely different role. Remember, he was like the wrestling announcer in the first one. He, uh, I think he worked, he was like the uh, waiter at the um, restaurant in the second one. Right, then he was right. in the third one doing something. But uh, Sam Raimi also did Drag Me to Hell, and he did uh, Dark Man with Liam Neeson. And right. He's done some good stuff. But. So it's just neat seeing those people in, in person, you know, because you think, you know, like whenever you're standing there looking at Bruce Campbell, you're kind of like, you know, he was in that house. He held the book. You know, he, he saw he saw the lady in the basement in person. Right. So, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm curious to hear about when Ted goes to see uh, the Goonies and they have a lot of the uh, actors showing up. Right. From yeah. the- uh, are you talking about Sean? A- I I can tell you, I I've met Sean Aston. I know, but I want you to meet him again and tell him I said hello. Well, let me tell you a story. I went to Dragon Con in Atlanta several years ago, and two little stories about that incident. I had a, a girl I knew was in love with Nathan Fillion. I right. don't know anything. I didn't know anything about Nathan Fillion at the time. I didn't care who he was, but she she gave me money and said, "Could you please get me his autograph?" And she she sent me a photo of herself and said. Can you please get him to sign, dear? I'm not going to say her name. Okay. I would. I want to do you sexually, Nathan Fillion. She oh wanted me to God. ask him to write that. Write that. And I, because I have no shame, I you walked right up. I walked right up to Nathan Fillion and said, "Hi, this is my friend so and so. She would like you to write, dear so and so. I would like to do you sexually." And Nathan Fillion said, "I, I have a girlfriend. I can't write that." And I said, "Well." And I said, well, what could you write? And he said, let me thank you. He was totally cool. He said, let me thank. So he pointed an arrow at her, at her chest, and he, wrote, uh-huh. he drew an arrow, and he wrote, Nathan was here. And then, he <laughs> wrote, um, and then he wrote a long paragraph like, dear blank name, remember that time we spent that weekend together and we did that thing and I pulled my hammy? Why don't you ever call me anymore? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's, but that the, same, the same event, I was standing there and Sean Aston was signing – Norma, I want I, you got You got I want you to close your eyes and imagine this was this is what happened. I was standing there at the table. Sean Aston looked up to me, looked up at me. I looked back at him, and he said, "Are we having fun yet?" And I said, "Totally." Oh, that's awesome. the end. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that is awesome. Real you know, cool. the Sean Aston movies, though, I, I love Goonies. I love Lord of the Rings, but what's the one to where with the terrorist? Uh, Toy Soldiers. Toy oh. Soldiers, dude, I love that movie, man. Oh, that's love it. Toy Soldiers, a great one. Whenever I saw that at, at a drive-in, actually, but that, that's one of those movies that I could watch over and over and over. If I flip through and it's on, dude, I'll watch the whole thing every mm-hmm. time. It's got Will Wheaton. Have, Will Wheaton gets yes, shot with a machine Wheaton. gun in that movie. That was a great. Crew. That's right, he was in that, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah. He ah. Come on, Will Wheaton. I know you're listening to us. Come join us. Come chat with us. Yes, but uh. But, dude, man, I'm glad you went, Ted. That's awesome. You know, and just, you know, we, we got a message this week from one Cirque Michaels that said, you know, Bruce Campbell's guy, 
what's your information, zombie cast? So uh, I sent my, my information to the guy. The guy, Ted. Yep. Uh, so uh, that's what I was kind of hinting at earlier. Like, there's a one, one in a billion, but there's the chance we might have a pretty massive guest on this show. And uh, I, I think uh, Matto, who will be back very soon, said something about it. I talked to Bruce, and I was like, oh, this is like the president coming in and out. Nobody was getting to talk <laughs> to Bruce. He had shields all <laughs> over the place. Uh, there's there was, no way they, they, he shields. Barack Obama entering a room and, and leaving doesn't have the, the entourage he had coming in. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so yeah, you were not talking. No one was talking to Bruce. So, so no one. So Bruce Campbell's the guy. That's all I got was BC's the guy. Uh, has he's our the information. Guy. It, it's it's so crazy. Like even my mom, who's seen all those movies, laughs. Like he's so such an iconic figure, but he just did this. He did he did. Let's face it, three pretty shitty dumb horror movies thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, and Evil Dead is a is it's a great movie, but it's a terrible movie. And you know, but I've it's always a great heard. He's, yeah. a, he's the number one guy to get an autograph at any con. It's crazy. He, he also awesome. did Bubba Hotep, where he, he thought he was Elvis, which Elvis is good. Elvis and but, Kennedy, dude, I love Bubba Hotep. Yep. But uh, Norma, if you've never seen Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, I recommend them. Um, the only thing I you got to keep in mind: Have you seen them? No, I need to watch them though, because my my friend Sandra, her husband was like, "You've never seen them." And I looked down at the ground. They are no. They are fucking. <laughs> they are. Those movies are insanity. And but you got to remember when you watch them. And Bruce Campbell wanted to emphasize this, and I agree. Um, the beginning of the second movie, they um, they recap the first movie, and it doesn't make any sense. So just jump over the the recap from the second movie because they didn't have the rights to the first movie, so they had to okay. refilm the scenes from the first movie. Huh. And they just they just cut corners. So it doesn't make any sense. So it's a little more comical. <laughs> yeah. But, but okay. In, in the first Evil Dead, the girl sitting on the floor with the pen is so freaking scary with the white eyes, and she's just giggling. You know, and it's just dumb, Sweet. crazy hoe, man, sitting on the floor that's got some demon in her, just giggling, looking at everybody. And it, you're right, Ted, dude. It, it, it's, it's creepy in every way. <laughs> Whenever I was a kid, dude, it terrified me until it got to the claymation at the end. My mm-hmm. uncle, you know, I used to stay over at my Uncle Murphy's house. And we were all the time renting that and Monty Python and uh, Monty Python. Uh, Return of the Living Dead from uh, the Farmore, which which was near. So they had cheap movies, like 50-cent movie rentals. But all the time, The Evil Dead, we were watching. And every time, it would just scare the shit out of me, man. That lady in the basement. Oh, my God, man. That was terrifying. Was it not, Ted, when you were a kid? I don't think I saw that when I was a kid. Oh, <laughs> dude, I, I mean, elementary, man, watching that movie. Always love the Evil Dead. So, so if Man. we were to get a Bruce Campbell on here, you you're right, dude. That's, that's presidential here on ZombieCast. So we're not uh, worthy. We're not. We're not worthy. worthy. But guys, I guess that's that's a good wrap up. Uh, you know, for Fear of the Walking Dead, we got the Walking Dead coming up, and Simple Celluloid coming on next week, and uh, Matto McFly will be uh, coming back soon, full time here on ZombieCast. Ooh. So, uh, and also next week, we need a lot of people in chat. We kind of slumped a little bit on all games on the live show. So, Rachel. All the guys out there, you got to join us live this coming Monday for the season premiere of six of The Walking Dead Talk and with Sinful Celluloid. But guys, let's get to the wrap-up show. Miss Norma, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter under Normie477, or you can find me (coughs) on All Games on Thursday nights with Knuckleballer Radio, and come game with me under Normiebug on Xbox Live. Nice. And Mr. Tedekin, where can people find you? Uh, Tedekin on everything. Come play <clears throat> Battlefront. 
starting tomorrow. Woo! Nice, nice. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter.com slash FreemanDaddy5. Uh, add me on Facebook. Friend me. I'm Sean Freeman, S-H-A-W-N, Freeman. I'm the guy on the blue zombie cast shirt that looks like a hippie with the long hair, with the phone face. But uh, add me. You know, I've had a couple of listeners add me lately as a friend. But uh, Sean Freeman, S-H-A-W-N, Freeman, on Facebook. Uh, be sure uh, to go leave us a review. You know, a review on iTunes. Whether you're listening on the Fear of the Walking Dead feed or the ZombieCast feed, go leave us a review on both of those as we love you all. You know, in, in keeping us high up there in the ranks, we are absolutely blessed. But uh, And also add me on Xbox One. I am FreemanDaddy7. That's just number seven, FreemanDaddy7. But good show this week and a good show coming up. Uh, sorry for the late show this week, but uh, I'm feeling a lot better now. And... Me, a couple awesome. of people get married. Cheers to the Robertson family. I love you guys, and thanks for having me to DJ your show. But on behalf of the mighty Norman Latte, Mr. Tadakin, and myself, Freeman Daddy 5, we could, we could call episode 174 of Zombiecast.net. Good night, zombies. Good night, zombies. Stay Ted, warm, feel better. Bye. Ted never says sick. bye. Ted, say goodbye. Tell him bye, Ted. Ted is Ted. gone. Is Ted dead? <laughs> Ted, come Ted. back. Ted, say goodbye. Ted, don't. Don't bye, do this. Bye, zombies.